With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's Storm and Ricardo bringing you the netballing moments that matter. Cinepass in focus on SENZ. It's just gone 8 o'clock here on SENZ. This is Senna Pass, Storm Purvis in the house. G'day Storm, how are you mate? Not too bad, how are you? Yeah, good, thank Welcome you. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while since I've been doing the... the Feels the, like it has been a while. Yeah, it definitely has. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's been a few weeks. It's been a couple of weeks anyway. I know that you had, you had Kez sitting in the hot seat last week. How'd Kez he go? in the hot seat. Oh, he was great. He yeah. was great. I he told was him he'd be alright. fizzing for it, you could tell. Yeah. Got to take his Mystics hat off though. He's very, I try and keep my stars biased to myself. <laughs> I fail sometimes, but um, it was a tough week for a Mystics fan last week. So, yeah, Kez yeah, was very much. It. Yeah, two, two, um, two losses on the bounce. Yeah, uh, three what, now, actually. Three. three. And what, yeah. what's the news on Grace? Well, well, well. There's news on Grace. There's news on their COVID cases. So mm. they were supposed to play on Saturday against the Pulse and everyone was excited to see that game because it was maybe going to decide who was going to be hosting the grand final. That's been postponed and now won't be played until this Friday. I don't think Grace will be back for that. Mm-hmm. She's aiming to be back for that elimination final date, which is the 8th of June, so the following Wednesday. So I don't think, you know, Mystics have a top three spot locked in. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll risk bringing her back for that. But what I do know is they've got four players who are still, um, actually I think a couple are now testing negative, but have just recovered from COVID-19. And um, they're all in the mid-court. So, so they will be stressing out a bit for Friday night's, uh, Saturday's game, sorry, that they have players available to them. Um, Helene Wilson actually came out and said she's got players from the south, southern region, players from the Waikato region, and some from the Auckland region ready to go. Wow. And they're all either in and out, which is the league below players, or players that have been training partners in um, in ANZ teams. And she made it a very strong point to mention that she's not bringing back any retired players. Oh, so we dig at, at a few people, possibly. You, are you gutted? You're not, you're, I mean, I'm not gutted. No. You think it 101? No? No, absolutely not. No. Okay. no. Right. But I think she was trying to make the point. Like, look at me using young people, using depth across the country. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, thanks, Helene. <laughs> thanks very much for that. Thanks very much for that. Uh, we should talk um, uh, games that have been in this week. And well, well, boy, well. it's been a week for the Pulse, isn't it? It has been a week for the Pulse. It's been a, a week for Nenny fans, really. We were blessed with two extra time games on Sunday. That is the first time in ANZ Premiership history that there's ever been two in the same day. So that was pretty exciting. It was the Steel Stars first on Sunday afternoon uh, down in Vicargo. And I think people would have been expecting the Stars to win that quite easily. Went to extra time, Stars win by two. And then after that, Tactics Magic. Again, I think people expecting the Tactics to win that one quite easily. Went to extra time, Magic won by six. But yeah, key point was the Pulse last night getting a strong win over the Tactics. So they've now gone into top spot on the ladder, which everyone assumed Mystics would have locked and loaded. Uh, so it's getting exciting now. Two games for the Stars to go. They could sneak into equal points with all three of them as well, and it's all going to come down to goal differential. So get your, get your calculators out, team. I've yeah. got mine out. I know the equations. Don't worry. Do you, you've got them all. They're all in your head. You're kind like of. Russell Crown, a beautiful mind. I don't trust my brain, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure 
Stars need to win both their games by around 20. Yeah. And ideally we need either the Pulse or the Mystics to beat one or the other by a lot. So that right. so that the losing team jumps down. Yeah, okay. If that makes sense. That does make sense, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> makes yeah, sense yeah. in my head, Rick. That's all that, that matters. That's, that's the main thing I'd say. <laughs> and I know they're not involved in the shake-up uh, come, come post-season, but just good to see the magic getting a W back on the board. Do you know what? Finishing their season on a bit of a high, because their last few games they have been playing some good netball, yep. and uh, this game on Sunday against the Tactics was the first time they had all 10 of their original contracted players available on the bench in the last round of the season. Yeah. So, wow. uh, yes, they've been underperforming, but they've also been dealt some really rough cards. So that was really cool. I was at that game and got to interview uh, Sammy Winders post-match, who's the world's happiest netballer <laughs> and, you know, the world's saddest netball team. So it was great to interview her after that win, after an extra time win. They kept the tactics scoreless in that extra time period, so they really put their foot down and... Um, yeah, just, I guess, finishing on a high as much as they can. They do play the Stars tomorrow night and then the Steel on Saturday. Yeah. So two pretty tough games to finish, to finish, but hopefully they've got a bit of momentum on their side, riding high, just, you know, nothing to lose now. They can't make final spots, so, yeah. And neither can the Steel, right? And neither can and the, the Steel, steel. But yes. the Stars, so in a way, the Magic could play spoilers. Well, that's, that's stressing me out a little bit. They really could. This could be the banana skin game for the Stars tomorrow night um, because not only do the Stars want to win it, they'll have it in their heads that they want to win by a lot. Yeah. And sometimes when you're thinking about that, you know, your processes and your game smarts and everything goes out the window because you're just trying to score as quickly as possible and pile on as much as you can. So I'm hoping that they've still got you know, a strategic plan there and some good leadership in that side, which they do, you know, they've got leaders all across the court um, ready to just say, let's just play our game, guys. Let's take mm. care of them. And saying that, though, you know, I, I'm a Stars fan, but wouldn't mind seeing a magic um, fairy tale win for them. That would be pretty exciting. Well, they've got it in their own hands because the tactics have finished, right? They've played 15 games. Tactics are done. Yeah, they've got, they're only four points clear of the start of, this, of the magic. The magic could... Yeah. Give them the spoon. They could if they win both their games. Yeah. And look, I, I, I don't really seeing, see but, that but, happening. But motivation for the Magic? Totally motivation because they've finished at the bottom of the table two years in a row now. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, um, which is not a nice stat to have. You don't want to be that you know, team at the bottom of the table for three years straight. So, yeah, true. I didn't actually think about that. That is definitely huge motivation for them. Yeah. I think go. the tactics are on a flight to Queenstown now ready for their, you know, mad week. So <laughs> I don't think they're worrying too much. No, they're not that bothered. <laughs> uh, has that just... Are you going to sleep tonight now thinking about that? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably not, sorry, I should say. I'm heading to that game tomorrow, Stars Magic. It's here at Pullman Arena in Takanini. I'm very excited. Actually, on that, they're doing a special um, round the Stars. It's um, It's been heritage year for the ANZ Premiership. We're celebrating 25 years of elite netball in New Zealand. Yeah. And the Stars have actually dug deep into the archives and found the original South Auckland Sort of not quite professional, but elite team. And they were called the Comets with a Z at oh, the end. Obviously. Obviously. And represented South Auckland. Um, and they've got the special dress that some of the original Comets players have designed. They're all being invited for a function. So we haven't seen any alternative dresses in the competition this year. So I'm looking forward no, to that one. Yeah, it's, a, it's something usually that is like indigenous around in the NRL yeah. or something like that, right? Yeah, you don't exactly. often see it in netball. No, you don't. You don't. I mean, most of the dresses in netball have indigenous, indigenous sorry, um, patterns and what throughout them they're pretty good at that in, in netball as a sport so no I'm excited to see something a bit different and when South Auckland show up to Pullman Arena yeah. they show up it's a good time yeah, it's sure. like the heyday of the Warriors at Mount Smart 
It's a good time. <laughs> you, you might be in Christ. Don't, don't mention the Warriors at oh, the moment. Oh, sorry. Uh, I did it. <laughs> you did oh, it. No. You did it. Um, <laughs> on that then, given it's 25 years ago, I'm trying to remember 25 years ago, will it be a netty dress or will it be the old school skirt and bib? You know what? They missed a chance there, didn't they? Mm. To get the old pleated skirt and bib out. Yeah. It's a dress. Okay. It is a dress. 25 years ago, I wonder if the elite teams were wearing probably... Oh, what's no, that, 97? What's that, 97? Yep. Like yeah. I said, math, not my strong point. Yeah, yeah. Possibly. If I'm 29 and 93, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, they used to wear like the polos, like the heavy yeah. cotton polos and, and pleated skirts, didn't they? Yeah. Damn, they should have done that. But should no, it's business that. time, Rick. It's, you know, uh, it's still yeah. business time. If it's not fancy dress, it's <laughs> no, business time. No, exactly. It's, yeah, okay. Well, um, well, let, let's talk about some of those games then. I mean, what is it do you th- that you think that the Pulse have, uh, have done that's allowed them to play I'm not going to say catch up, but allow them to get over the top of their closest rivals. Yeah, I guess the it's not really the elephant in the room. It's just what it is. Grace mm. Wickey being out injured, you know, I don't think the Pulse would have been in this situation had the Mystics still had Grace over the last three games. Yeah. Unfortunately, the Mystics were so far ahead, lost Grace, they've lost three, three games in a row. Um, so had kind of everything resumed the way it was supposed to, the Pulse didn't really have a chance of um, sneaking up into that top spot. So no, I don't want to take away from the Pulse, you know, coming home strong here, but um, the Mystics really, like, they lost to the Magic, they've lost to Steel, I think, like games that they probably would have won had they had their normal lineup. So uh, Pulse have just really, you know, taken the opportunity strongly and, and finished strongly. They certainly play in good netball and they deserve to be in that top spot at the moment. Um, but they've definitely been lucky. All right, what, what about, I mean, we talked to Helene Wilson one of the first shows we did. Mm. And one of the things that they did really well, and we talked about it at the time, is they found a way to play without grace and they were winning. So why is that not working now? Well, yeah, I, I think they had kind of said that and I think, I guess they wanted to portray that 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 was the case because mm. they were being criticised of just being a one-trick pony. And I guess when you plan for Grace not being there, it's different, but when it happens in a you know last minute injury and you're kind of sweating on her being ready, she's not ready. Okay, we've got to go do this. I I guess it's just um one of those things that they haven't been able to execute the plan, um and they haven't really needed to either. In the last three weeks, it's not just Grace being out. You know, players two players were tested positive for COVID the day after a game. They lost very heavily to the Stars. They looked out of sorts. So we can put that down to you know poor performance. Obviously, playing with COVID is, is not fun at all. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's weird when the whole one player um, moves and, like, their defensive end were playing badly. So it's just obviously taken them a while to get used to life without grace, I guess, and, and when you've been reliant on a player for so long. Because, yeah, we talked about that right at the beginning of the season, but it's been 10 rounds since then where they yeah. just really got into a groove. Um, and I guess it's just taken them a little bit longer to find their identity and find their way without grace. And frustration creeps in, you know, when you lose the ball down one end of the court. Clearly the defenders were getting frustrated and that was creeping into their game as well. Uh, Hopefully come Friday, Saturday, sorry, this rematch, no, it is Friday, between the Mystics and the Pulse, um, this delayed game that we see actually a really competitive game because that game is going to decide pretty much who's going to get the home grand final. Yeah, and that's uh, key, right? I mean, not only do you rest for the week, but... You don't have to travel. You're at home. You don't have to travel. You get the rest for the week. Sometimes, I, when I played, I used to hate getting that extra rest. Oh, really? Because you kind of lost momentum and you get that weekend off. And 
I don't know whether that was just me personally. And sometimes we used to play like a fake game and just play against the um, the league below or play against a men's side that we pull together just to kind of emulate the same week and the same process. But it was never quite the same. Just and keep the rhythm. Keep the rhythm. And then you'd come to the grand final and it'd be like, whoa, okay, here we go, we're ready. And it'd always take you a while to get into it. So it'll be interesting to see who manages that extra time off well uh, leading into that final. The elimination final, whoever's in it, is going to be an absolute barnstormer too. So... Great finals, Nettie, coming our way. Yeah, looking forward to it. It's 12 past 8 here on Centre Pass on SENZ. Ricardo Ball and Storm Purvis with you when we come back. Yvette McCausland Drury, the coach of that Pulse team, is going to join us. It's just 16 past 8 here on Centre Pass on SENZ. Our netball show, Ricardo Ball, Storm Purvis with you. And joining us on the phone is the coach of the team currently sitting at the top of the ANZ Premiership, Yvette McCausland Drury. G'day, Yvette. How are you doing? Kia ora. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Congratulations on getting to the peak. You, you timed your run beautifully, haven't you? <laughs> well, we're about to find out on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be in a position where we've got some control, I guess, of the outcome. So, yeah, really pleased with the team. It's um, been a slow and steady process, but um, it looks the moments you look back and think could have been better and others where you think, geez, that was lucky. So <laughs> I think it's always a bit of a mixed bag. How did you feel after last night's game, Yvette? Because it got a little bit close there in the middle, but you pulled away with a pretty strong lead, uh, 51-43 over the tactics. Yeah, look, probably relief really in the end. It wasn't, um, I thought the tactics played really well. They had lots of, you know, good um, mobility in their defence and that confused the space and we got quite caught up with the timing of the release of the pass and defensively I thought they really hustled well as well um, you know pushing hard to take that first receiver so I thought they put us under some you know really good pressure and but pleased with the way the players came through particularly in that fourth quarter and um, managed to push away. Was an important win for you guys because as you've said this Friday now mm. on the surface it looks like whoever wins that game will decide who gets that home final but the stars are kind of lurking in the background do you know the equation of it and have you talked to yeah. your team about it? Yes, we have. I've um, each week just been, uh, it's a fine balance, isn't it, when you, you try to forecast and is that the right thing to do or you just keep people in the present but decided over the last couple of weeks just to give them a bit more of a picture. So we've been keeping a close eye on goal differential and, and agree with you this week. Um, we've talked about Friday being like a semi-final and that opportunity to still have control of our next outcome. So um, by... You know, looking at the numbers, we've got that um, differential, the goal differential, and the stars are doing really well. So it's amazing to have such a close contest right down to the last few games. Um, but yeah, it looks looks like we've got enough to be able to control what we need to do. And if we lose, well, you can't get to finals if you lose games. So it's pretty simple: win and win and get there, and lose and face the uh, wrath of the next um, the next team. Absolutely, and that's the only equation we need, isn't it? Uh, Yvette, with the Pulse, you guys, you're going in for your fifth final in the sixth year of the ANZ Premiership. Why do you think uh, this franchise has been so dominant since the Premiership started? It's the coach, isn't it? Yeah, it's the coach. <laughs> oh, God, I'd, li- I'd like to think that it's, uh, you know, it's always a combination of factors. You, you can't underestimate a playing group and their ability to feel really confident about what they're doing and confident in who they are, and I think we've built that over time, despite this being a reasonably new group, um, definitely think that the input of having other specialist coaches and other voices 
in the likes of Waimarama and Sandy and, of course, our assistant now, Anna. I think all of that just keeps people feeling fresh and energised. And um, I think for us, too, just the proximity to our training venue, their lifestyles are reasonably uncomplicated in lots of ways, and they get to make netball a priority over that um, period of time. We all do. We, you know, a number of us live away from home, and we make a massive commitment to uh, make sure that netball is our priority in that six-month period. So I think there's a lot, lot of factors in there, but I'd like to hope that mostly they enjoy it, and um, through that they they're able to express their potential. And I don't think we've played at our best as yet and sometimes you don't I guess in a season so I'm hopeful we can still be better. I'm glad you brought up um, Waimanama, Tomanu and Sandra Edge, two legends of New Zealand netball mm. that you've got beside you every now and then coaching. Two big personalities to Yvette, how does sort of a typical training work with them floating around? Yeah we have um, once a week they come in for 30 minutes and it's an opportunity for me to just go and then work alongside one of them if there's a particular focus area that I am um, wanting to, to, to look at. I'll set an overview of what I want covered across each of the sections. And so Anna takes the shooting end, Sandy in the middle, and Y in the defence end. So I'll set the overall focus and then have the opportunity to get around in that half hour and have a look at all of them or stay particularly focused in one. Uh, and then I take over the, the rest of the session at the end of it. So, yeah, I, I just think it's really good for players to learn to listen to other people, to take on board um, new information and be really open to growing and learning. And I think it's nice to get out of the space that it's always about, you know, the team tactical aspects and really just help them go away feeling like they've worked on some individual technical pieces for themselves and um, that enhances their ability to feel confident. So I'm I'm really pleased that I had that and I think it just, you know, requires you as a head coach to not have the ego that you've got all the answers and that you know everything. But in fact, actually, it's the, the sum total of a number of people, including players themselves, that um, have the answers. And it's finding that opportunity for them to be able to express that. Yvette, if you win against the Mystics and get the home uh, the home final, it means you get a bit of a break, mm. obviously, and there is the elimination final. And something Storm and I were talking about earlier is, as a player, she hated having the time off, you know, having the bye, if you like. What will, mm. you, what will you do as a coach to sort of counteract that for your team if that's where you end up? Yeah, I've written up a couple of plans um, for either scenario, and I think... Just near the back end of the season, we've definitely got some tired bodies. And I think not just the physical, but also the mental piece. So I agree it's a really fine balance. Do you keep momentum and, and keep running with it? So um, in place of that, we will have match play. We've been really fortunate, like all franchises, to have a, a group of really strong men that come in and support that process. So we'll definitely have match play to emulate as much as we can uh, a normal week leading in. But um, yeah, I think we might be quite grateful for a little bit of uh, yeah, respite and break at this point. And saying that, thinking about it, Yvette, had I been playing this season, I'd probably be grateful for the break as well <laughs> after what you guys have been through. Um, looking ahead to Friday, though, against the Mystics, have you got your ear to the ground? Do you know who might be playing? Will Grace make an appearance? What's the goss? Yeah, look, I, I'm not very good with knowing what's going on, to be honest, until it's right in front of me. But I'm expecting that... Uh, a number of them, you know, due to COVID, will be 
on a return to play program. So I'm anticipating and discuss with the players that it's likely they'll be rolling them in and out and making sure that they get adequate breaks. And sometimes that's really hard because it breaks that rhythm and you have to keep learning, you know, what's the player going to bring and they come with a fresh set of legs and new energy. So I think that adds um, a little bit for us to think about. Um, unsure if Grace is is going to be there and we certainly know the threat that she is an incredible player and really hard to stop that big ball that goes in. Fortunately, we've got Kelly who height-wise is probably getting near that um, potential, but we still know that she's a huge threat. But they've got threats across you know, the whole court. They've got a number of silver ferns there. So we're anticipating they, they want the same outcome we want. It's absolutely like a semi-final and do or die. So I'm sure they've learned a lot over the last few weeks and how they're going to put their roster together based on that. Um, maybe some additionals will come in, but um, yeah, I keep thinking, gosh, we've got enough to worry about with ourselves. So <laughs> yeah. I'll keep focused on us. <laughs> now, Kelly Jerry, you just mentioned her name. She is a favourite mm. of um, ours on this mm. show. I do a team of the week event and I think she's been my goalkeeper just about every week, if not uh, five times she's been my there you go five times she's been my goalkeeper of the week. What has made her so good this season, and what are you noticing? I guess behind the scenes that we might not get to see. Yeah, look, I think one of the things that I've really recognised with Kelly, and I think it goes back to last season, having been exposed to goal defence and that opportunity to go out there and run a bit more. She got a lot fitter, um, understood what the impact of a goal defence is on a goal keep. And um, alongside that, had the ability to really work on footwork. And it's been a constant for her um, as part of her personal development is working in that area. And so I think that's made a big difference. And then on the back of that, having the co-captaincy and the leadership role, that ability to be at the back and see things, not only from her own position, but um, a position of, of how everybody else is going, I think that's helped her. But by and large, just... Hugely professional, does a lot of extra work, is diligent, not only in terms of the gym work and focusing. Obviously, she's had both an Achilles rupture and a shoulder reconstruction, and you wouldn't even tell. Uh, just has been super tidy about getting all of that stuff in check. Nutrition, recovery, created a lifestyle that's really about performance first and I think you see it just has a really good mindset, analyzes the game every week, looks at herself and really good at looking at herself and her impact on others and what she can do better and is really clear. So we have been really impressed with um, her ability just to grow as an individual as much as a player. So like you, you probably would put her in that top group each week as well. And I've been yeah really pleasantly um, surprised. I only had her for one year when I was here last time. So it's been really nice to see her grow as a person. She was obviously sitting behind a number of um, experienced other leaders at that time in terms of Katrina and Aelia Ann and Claire. So it's nice to hear her a bit more and see what she, she can also bring. Yes, yeah, someone I'm sure will be on that Silver Ferns trialist list, which is being named very soon. Are you expecting to see a few of your players in the yellow and black on that list of it? Yeah, I'm hopeful. I'm really, um, I feel, as you've said, Kelly's done a good job. I think Tiana has has got some points of difference and um, has extended her shooting range. So I'd love to see her there. And I thought she did a good job in the international season last year. Um, Maddie's come back from her, you know, what could have been a season-ending injury and has worked really hard. So I think for her, you know, the challenge is 
where is she best positionally? She's playing wing defence for us at the moment, given we've had a number of injuries in that area and does it well. But previously, I've had her as a centre and prior to that, a wing attack. So she's probably versatile enough to adapt and adjust. And they're probably in the lead part at the moment, um, top of mind. You, you never know with others. Christiana's certainly got some points of difference. Uh, but there's a lot of other defence around, so I'm not sure how they're seeing that. But I'm really pleased with their progress. But I think those other three are, you know, showing that they've got the capacity to take it to the next level. Yvette, thanks very much for giving us some time tonight, mate. I know you got a bit on your mind over the next week or so, so uh, we'll let you get back to it. But really appreciate your time and best of luck for the rest of the final series. Namahi. Good to talk to you both. Thank Thanks, you. Yvette. Thank you, Yvette McCausland-Drury from uh, the Central Pulse. And uh, it sounds like everything is in their hands, basically, right? Yeah, great approach there. She's always very articulate and calm and, and gets out what she's trying to say very well. So always insightful. Great to chat to Yvette. Yeah, it is always. Uh, 28 past eight here on Centre Pass. When we come back, Storm's performance of the week and her team of the week as well, including the captain. Will Kelly Jewry make it again? Let's find out. That's next. It's 27 away from 9, and this is Centre Pass on SENZ. The mystery is, who is in Storm's Team of the Week this week? Every week, the music choices, they blow my mind. This is a good one. I like it. <laughs> it's the mystery. Setting the scene, right. Yeah. Where do you want to start? Let's start at Goalkeep. Okay. <laughs> no surprises here. Who do you think it is? Ooh. Is it Kelly Jury? It's Kelly bloody Jury. It is Kelly Jury from the Pulse. Look, she was um, MVP. <laughs> Are you giggling? Can you hear that? No, I can't. What's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah she deserves that. She uh, look, MVP against the Pulse, uh, sorry, against the Tactics last night. We just heard her coach, Yvette McCalls and Jury, you know, singing her praises, as everyone across the country should be. Eight games again. She's taken her game to another level, blah, 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 blah. I could go on, on. for the rest of the show about Kelly Jury. And she, I mean, do you think, based off the performances this season, that when Dame Nolene names her mm-hmm. first starting team for the Silver Ferns for this season, she will be wearing the goalkeeper? I would hope so. Yeah. I really would. Sulu Fitzpatrick, Mystic's goalkeep, is part of the Ferns leadership group. But if you if you are selecting purely on performance, Kelly Jerry is really the only player in the country that has like a ticket locked in, you know? Yep. Check your Air New Zealand app. Kelly, your flight's booked. She's yeah. going. Yeah, she's going. She's going. She's good. All right. Yeah, she's good. Who is uh, standing next to her? Well, I've gone with Ali Timu again this week. Oh, yeah. I believe she might have been in there last week. Um, from the Stars, goal defence. Um, she had six games in that match against the Star- uh, Steel that went into extra time. And to be honest, she was responsible for the two games at the end of the game in that extra time period that got the Stars over the line. Uh, she is so unassuming. Quite different to Kelly, where she doesn't look like she's doing a hell of a lot and then just bam, out I'm, of nowhere. I'm like that. You're like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly, full of surprises. <laughs> she just... Um, finds herself in the right place at the right time. And she's been playing with Anna Harrison all season, and yep. I really think that has allowed her to really grow her game and just learn from such a legend um, and just develop her game a little bit. So, And the fact that she's a former shooter, 
So she knows what the shooters are thinking and where they're going to go before they even know where they're what going. What level did she play shooter to? Oh, uh, not high. I'd okay. say maybe school level. She's right. a mags, uh, Man Albert Grammar sort right. of prodigy playing uh, goal shoot. So like a high enough level at a yeah. young age, but she's still only young herself. I think she might be 23, 24. Right. Um, so, Ellie Timu. Ellie Timu, goal D. Goal D. Goal D. Right. Who's uh, WD40? WD40. I've gone with Maddie Gordon. Flash, Flash Gordon. Gordon. Flash Gordon from The Pulse. Um, yep. I don't have any stats on her from this week because she kind of moved all over the show um, in yesterday's game against the Tactics. Played a little bit of centre, as Yvette sort of alluded to um, in the interview just before. But Maddie's just uh, coming back from Achilles injury, coming back from a knee niggle, and in these later parts of the season is just doing a really good job. And I think I talk about this a lot on this show, but for your defenders to shine, you need your wing D out the front doing the groundwork, you know, bringing yeah. your wingman and sorting it all out out the front for you. And, you know, the fact that Kelly Jerry is having such an amazing season, I think can also go down to the work Maddie Gordon's doing out the front. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, if, you, if, if your WD-40 is not doing their job, then your defence is wide open. You're right. Yeah, see what you did there. See what you did. Yeah. And at centre, I've gone with Kate Heffernan from The Steel. Uh, now, Kate, a very defensive-heavy team, I guess. She mm. was playing centre the whole game, but in that match against the Stars, she had five intercepts herself. Centres, that's wow. not their job. They're no. not supposed to get ball like that. Um, and another one who's just unassuming in the right space at the right time, but is also deceptively quick. And I believe Kate actually played for the White Ferns. Um, she's a cricketer. So she's just this savvy, all-round kind of superstar. Um, and it shows out on court. She also had... 34 feeds, which was about 10 more than anyone else on court. Wow. So she's just doing so much work up and down the court constantly. And someone who's been around the Ferns mix but hasn't been in that Silver Ferns squad or got a cap yet. And she's someone I think that Nolan Toto will be keeping a close eye on. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, um, that's a great shout. Actually, uh, there's... Did you ever play any other sport to a rep level, Storm? Is that something that's reasonably common in netball? Because I, yeah. I feel like there's been quite a few that have either played cricket or played football or played basketball. Lots of basketball, bit of touch yeah. as well. Um, no, I was one that I specialised pretty early, to be honest. But I um, was an athletic, I did athletics growing up and I was a runner. So I feel like a lot of netballers have that athletic background. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'd recommend all kids to get out there and do athletics. You're throwing, you're jumping, you're running. Loved it. So I got to go to Aussie and run a bit over there as a four and 800 metre runner. But then I had my first knee surgery and came back really slow. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like... Ended up on the netball court. Well, it was either that or marathons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which was never going to happen. Look at me. <laughs> um, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, let's let's yeah. get to wing attack. Speaking of speedy speedsters, Gina <laughs> yeah. Crampton was someone who did actually represent yes. uh, Wellington at a pretty high level on the athletics track. And she is my wing attack this week and also my captain. Um, she was just incredible in that game against the Steel, MVP. Um, so solid, just seldom makes mistakes. Is not one of these flashy, exciting wing attacks like your Peter Toyava from the Mystics um, and, you know, a few other players floating around. Whitney Sooners from the Pulse that just, you watch them and you marvel. Gina is someone, if you watch and watch no one else, you can actually really appreciate the work she's doing and, and how crucial she is, just keeping that... Um, 
fluidity, I guess, down that Stars attacking mm. end. And she's someone who had a pretty quiet season leading up to a couple of weeks ago and has now just come out, bam, wham, shabam, and the Stars are winning by a lot now. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, their form, the way their form is going at the moment, I think, has a lot to do with the way Gina's form is, is happening at the right time as well. Um, and, you know, she is the Silver Ferns captain at the moment, not the captain for the Stars, but someone who just, you know, takes a lot on their shoulders down that stars are taking you know and, and I know we're not, this team's not going to play but you know you look at this team and you think oh, I love it right Isn't yeah it's great there, and but there's so much versatility mm. you know Gina can chuck on the on the center bib sure or can. Kate can chuck on the WD bib or yeah. you know there's the players that can do multiple jobs Chuck Maddie anywhere in that midcourt swap yep. Ellie and Kelly around you're away laughing it gets better in my attacking end too okay go on then what's it uh, goal attack goal attack is Amelia and Ekinacio. Um mm. she was former Ferns captain before giving birth to a second child she shot at 91 percent um over the tactics in that extra time thriller she's someone who is getting her fitness back from having a baby had a really rough time with covid so getting her fitness back from that perspective as well played you know 70 minutes i guess it was in the end after Mm. extra time and shot at 91 percent and played at goal shoot and goal attack throughout that game was mixing it up a bit um, I'm just loving watching her play. She's got a, the be- most beautiful shot in netball. Just, you know, watch the way it flies out of her hands and this huge high arc that makes it really hard to defend. Yep. Um, another one who's, you know, hitting form at the right time gets me very excited for the Silver Ferns. Yeah, that is, uh, that, that's good news. Yes. That's really good news. And, and who is your goal shot? I think I know, but I'm, who is your goal shot? I don't think you do. You don't think I do? No, I've gone with, I've, I've gone with a debutante. Ooh. This is the first time I think we've even said this woman's name on this show. Okay, all I've, right, hit me. Who is the goal shoot? I've gone with Hannah Glenn from the Tactics. All oh, right, you're right. I did. I was. I you're wasn't like, going there. Mm, no, yeah. No, who, I was going Maya Wilson. To yeah, be well, I could have gone with Maya. I really could have, but she just missed a couple of close range shots in that steel thriller, yeah. and I thought you can't be doing that, Maya. I hope she's not listening. But, you know, she's great. She's close second. I've actually gone with Hannah Glenn. Hannah has sat on the bench at the Tactics behind Ellie Bird all season. Got a shot yesterday against the Pulse. Early doors, halfway through, no, early in the second quarter, I think it was, and came on and everyone was like, well, where has this girl been? Yeah. Um, She moved. You know, she's a tall shooter, but was was moving that circle and played sublimely with Tapia Selby Rickett. Put up 23 shots um, at 83%. She's a young player who hasn't really played all season. And I was just really, really impressed with what she put out there in the tactics last game of the season. And up against Kelly Jerry. Uh, no less. So really excited to see. I hope the tactics re-sign her for next year and, and just give her a little more court time just to see what she can do. I wouldn't be surprised to see her out in the goal attack bib every now and then. Okay. Another, you know, tall mobile shooter. Um, yep. Here in New Zealand, we like the tall timbers at both at both the goal A and goal shoot positions. So someone to keep an eye on. And yeah, I just really enjoyed watching her play. Yeah, okay, cool. And great yeah. to have a, a fresh face in there and a different name. Exactly. You didn't yeah. think you were getting that today, did you? No, we did not think we got <laughs> that. We're going to get that today. But there you go. That is uh, Centre Pass's Team of the Week. We'll still improve as a Team of the Week on Centre Pass. Uh, we do it every week here on SENZ, Tuesday nights between 8 and 9. Now, uh, a, a member of your Team of the Week is coming up on the show next. Yes. And look, we don't do that on purpose either. But it is seems to be the way it works out. So, yeah, we're going to chat to Ellie Timu, my goal defence of the week, um, stars in circle defender who's having another hell of a season. So looking forward to that one. That's up next here on the Centre Pass. It's Centre Pass on SENZ 13 away from nine. And joining us out of the stars is Ellie Timu. G'day, Ellie. How are you doing? Hello. Good, thank you. 
That's the story, mate. That's the story. Been on a on a, on, a, on a pretty good run with the stars of late. I'll tell you, just I'll let you in on a little secret. Well, it's not really a secret because we just broadcasted it. But you made you made Storm's team of the week. Woo! Woohoo! That's good to hear. Hey, Stormy. <laughs> hey, hey. Um, yeah, look, Ricardo's not wrong. You guys are having a great run towards the finals now. But you yourself are having a great year. Are you enjoying yourself? Because it really looks like it. Yeah, I am having a lot of fun. Um, just building on what we did last year, which is awesome. I think G said that we have majority of our team still here, so I guess that's awesome as well to just keep moving on from what we did then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and your form on the court specifically, it was great last year as well. And I guess you've you've brought up, you know, having similar players around you makes a difference. But what else feels different this year that's just allowed you personally to get to that next level? Um, I definitely am a bit more confident. Uh, just having a good season of game time is, is always nice. And then just backing that up has, I guess, given me more confidence in myself. And I guess the team as well can have more faith in me as well, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and playing alongside Anna Harrison, of course, as well. Um, I've played with her. I know I know what she's like. She's can be out the gate at times, but she's a legend, and I'm sure you're learning lots from her. What's it like um, suiting up alongside her this year? Yeah, I honestly love playing with Scar. Um, she's an awesome person off the court, which is, just makes it even better. Um, and she's willing to share her knowledge, which is cool as well, like always learning new things, and she's always – so creative on court, so just watching that is awesome as well. Do you ever argue about specific game plans or anything? Because I know she's got some pretty wacky ideas. Um, yeah, I'm I'm quite a go-with-the-flow person, so I think that works quite well with her because she is quite wacky and comes up with some random things. So I guess I just do what I do and I let her do what she wants to do I guess yeah <laughs> love it um comparing your two seasons at the stars alley as as a team uh you've kind of almost flipped the book a little bit you know last year you guys were amazing at the beginning of the season and then unfortunately really bombed out towards the end this year you've completely flipped it you're peaking at the right time was that kind of talked about early in the season is that being part of the plan yeah well obviously last year towards the end of the season we really didn't want to we didn't plan to do that, and it was kind of gutting that that happened. So it's cool that now we are peaking. And I guess what's awesome is that we still haven't had that full 60 minutes. Like once one quarter, one side's buzzing, and then the other quarter, um, the D's going well. So I'm looking forward to the game where we're all on on point, I guess. So hopefully that comes soon and when we need it most. So, yeah. Well, over the next two days, you might need it. You've got the Magic and the Steel both at home, mm. one after the other. Um, we've talked about it all hour, actually, haven't we, Rick, about the yeah. equation, what is needed to get you guys that home final. Have you talked about it? Do you know the numbers? What's your plan heading into these two games? Yeah, well, we had a discussion down in Invercargill and we are all just having dinner and we are like, um, who's going to do the math here? <laughs> um, I tried and I actually didn't even know where to start. So we haven't really looked at that too much. I guess we just really want to finish well, especially these last two games and just get our connections really on point and our structures, I guess. We just really want to put out a good performance and hopefully go off that into the finals, yeah. Is there a team you would rather play in the elimination final or final between the Mystics and the Poles? 
I actually don't know. I think we haven't really thought about it too much, just getting trying to get through the last couple games. But um, personally, I love the Auckland Grand Final. So that would be really cool. But, um, yeah, I think we're up to any challenge if we are in the elimination. But hopefully we can maybe get a few points and change our goal differential and end up on the first with it, top of the table. But I'm not sure if that – I think – have you guys – do you know what it is, Stormy? Is th- it like 40 th- or – Yeah, <laughs> you're about 40 goals behind in goal differential. So you'd need one of the teams to win by a lot and you'd need to probably beat both teams by about 20. But don't I don't trust my math oh, okay. earlier, so maybe don't go tell the girls that. <laughs> okay, well, we'll just play really well over the next few days, hopefully, and get some points on the board and then see what happens. Love it. Yeah. Now, you mentioned their potential uh, an all-Auckland grand final. Um, by that stage, I think Grace Nowicki would be back from injury. Uh, what's the key to guarding someone that's got that physical presence? Yeah, she's um, she's awesome, mate, eh? and she's just such a hard person to play, especially because she can jump and she is tall. Um, we just really need to look at getting the ball before it even gets down to her, which will be that's ideal. That would be the ideal situation, but it doesn't always happen. So I guess just really moving off her, keeping off the body, and just working together as a unit. I think that's the best way to combat her. Yes, it and is. And the Mystics too, because especially with Peter too looking in, so blocking her vision into Grace. And yeah. You guys have done it before, so I'm sure you can do it again. Just quickly, Ellie, you are wearing special dresses tomorrow night. Can you just tell us a bit about those? Yeah, so we are wearing, um, I think it's the Comets, the Monaco Comets dresses. So it was awesome. We were supposed to wear it at the start of quite early in the season so we had a good dress presentation and then our game got deferred so it's really cool that we're wearing those just uh mark the heritage of the stars and yeah so look forward to wearing those and have a look out for the i think it's a navy blue which is a bit weird from the purple but um mm. that's where it originated from. especially when that team was a monaco team which you'd think would be red and black yeah. you know or sort of those counties colors but uh ellie we like to get to know uh, all our guests a little bit better. So we've, we've finished with a quick five questions. So are you ready for a quick five questions? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Hit me. Okay, what was the last song you played on Spotify? Um, last Last by Burner Boy. Last Last by Burner Boy. <laughs> you could be making that up. Yeah, I have no idea what that no is. Idea, yeah. but, but that's good. That's good. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you've got a quiet uh, Saturday night off um, and you get to hit the couch, what's your comfort food? My comfort food. You go to um, your number one. Oh, I do love some pizza. Pizza. Pizza's good. So I think I'll grab some pizza. Yep. Yeah. Please tell me you don't have pineapple on your pizza. No. No. Never. Good, never. Good. I don't. Italian or New York? Italian. Italian. Nice. All right. That's all right. You can well, stay. You can yeah. stay. Good. 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 <laughs> uh, what's your favorite other sport? Um, I will say rugby league. My partner plays rugby league, so I watch a lot of that. Nice, nice. Is he, I don't uh, think I could play it though, but yeah, I can watch it. Yeah. How often do you watch it from between your fingers if he if he's taking a hit up? Oh, it's pretty nerve wracking. I do watch some plays, and I'm like, oh gosh, but he's pretty tough, so that's all right. That's all good. All right. What is your favorite all time movie? Um, oh my gosh. 
I really, I always say like a Cinderella story, but that's just because it was my favorite movie when I was like a um, little kid, and it's just a movie I would always say when I was younger, so I just stick with it. Love it. Even though I probably haven't watched it. So wholesome. I haven't watched it like probably for like five or six years, it's but I'll still say it's my Great, favorite terrible movie. movie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and finally, mate, just before we let you go, the most famous person you've met? Oh, I. I haven't really met anyone famous. I could say Storm Purvis. Oh, oh there you go. Oh, yeah, she's my favourite. She's my favourite famous person. You need I've to get out well. more, Ellie. Yeah, good stuff, Ellie. Go well, mate, and best of luck for the rest of the season. Awesome. Thanks, heaps. Have a good night. Yeah, yeah. you too. This has been Set a Pass. We we'll back again next Tuesday from eight.